I'll come back. 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 Like, I just even tried to correct it. Um, are we started? Correct it. Are we started now? Oh, shit, we are. Hello. All right. Um, all right, I'll take, her, I'll take over when you take over, Priestie Pie. The, till then, see you thing. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Barcast, where the bar gets lower every single week. Your bartenders for this evening are a non-pencil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anytime. <laughs> we just lost every headphone user. Woo, I did good. Uh, Enigma's dead right now, apparently, so Flamorphers. Enigma. Well, Flamorphers is also Flam- dead. Woo! For the record, they are in the same house right now. No, I'm so here. Sorry, I was just kissing. on mute. Enigma's setting up right now, but. But in the spirit of pencil? No! Okay. You guys. Milk is here. In, insert screaming here. Yay. And my name is Flupri. This week we have a very special guest. If you had the chance to look at the feature box recently, you may recognize her. But we recognize her for many of her comedy stories. Her. Uh, various clot fix and her marvelous use of hypnosis. We have Winter Mist with us. Good evening. Misty's a dear friend that uh, we've, uh, you may have had the chance to read some of her work. Uh, uh, my goodness, from an insect crushed, uh, intensive intimate training, twisting twilight, and many, many more. But for those who have just tuned into the podcast for the very first time, hello and welcome. Be sure to check out our YouTube where we have different, uh, Interviews, interviewing people like show staff, um, Andrea Libman, uh, Dusty Cat, and all sorts of other wonderful fandom personalities. Bill Nin! Bill Nin! Bill Nin! Bill Nin! And Bill Newton, of course. Um, um, if you are catching us live on Twitch right now, know that you can also check these places, uh, four places on iTunes, Google Play Music, and things like that. If you have a spare dollar, be sure to check out our Patreon where you can send some money to Horse Rescue, but we'll talk about that later on. Uh, my goodness, we have some very, very simple rules on the bar cats. Uh, so what are simple questions we want to ask our guests? Um, frankly, if you're posting in the chat and you're asking what the guest's social security number is, if you're asking where they work, if you're asking what their full name is, basically if you're asking anything too personal, we will re- Quest that you stop, and if you don't qu- stop, I will ban you straight up because I have no patience for your bullshit. So, in the meantime, just pay attention to our drinking word. That's our drinking word, please. Horse words! Woo! If you hear any of us, including Misty, say the word horse words, be sure to have a nice, healthy drink at home. We don't want to send someone to the hospital. Again! Okay. Yes. So, without further ado, let's jump into some very basic interview questions to, to settle the mood. Let's, let's get some mood lighting going on. Um, you know, play some Marvin Gaye. Number one, 
Who are you, and what have you done for the fandom, Misty? Well, uh, I'm a programmer and an amateur writer and, you know, one of those terrible role players who's like, any day now I'm going to be an author, one day! You know, all of Uh us are in some ways. And, God, I have written so many pornographic horse words, it's kind of out of control. There's never such a thing as too many it's pornographic true. horse words. One of the reasons I recommend you is because I, I, when I when I vet guests, which I do often, I check their profile and I say, hey, you know what? Can they handle our bullshit? And I look for pornographic or anon things. And I found out that you had so many fetish fics and still were <laughs> so eloquent that I was like, you know what? This person knows how to speak well and they know how to deal with fetish as well. They're perfect. And I dealt with it. Fair enough. On that basis, what I've done for the fandom is that I am perfect. And I can oh. deal with things. <laughs> you are perfect, Misty. So, next question is, how did you get into My Little Pony? What made you a brony? Uh, the, uh, the inciting instant. I'm not entirely sure. I'm pretty sure I caught at least somewhere online going... Hey, they've started doing My Little Pony, and amazingly, it doesn't suck, and it doesn't make your teeth hurt. So I, you know, started watching it, and I was like, oh, wow. You know, they've actually got really good drama built into here, and the personalities are strong, and they stand on their own. And it's around then I started getting interested in the potential for telling other stories about the sort of things that... They were not going to explore on the show, ever. Well said, well said. Uh, The next question that we have is, uh, what is your favorite part of the fandom? What what keeps you here? The online community, fan fiction, the conventions, music? Honestly, I think it's just the fact that people care about it so damn much. You know? All these people writing all these pieces of fiction, you know, just constantly flying up the screen, new story, new story, bam, 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 like this never-ending river of content by people who care about it. Even though the show has actually ended, it's, you know, it's barely slowed. It's that that keeps me interested. Awesome. Uh, Well, now that we've come to the sort of end for Generation 4, and we move our way into Generation 4.5 with Pony Life. Um, we, we've garnered this really unique community uh, around this show. Now that this season, well, this generation is somewhat over, where do we as a community go from here, and how do we keep ourselves alive? Well, I'm hoping that when, you know, the success at all of this comes out, the community will hang together. We won't be like, they changed it, now it sucks, even though they changed it, and now it sucks. And we'll just find new opportunities to tell stories. We'll still tell stories about the ponies that we know and love. I don't think we have to degrade or disappear. We're just getting more things to enjoy. Well said. Um, and then last but not least, before we begin to throw you to the wolves, uh, all the user-submitted questions, we have to know, who mm. is Best Pony? Oh, no. I have so many Best Ponies. <laughs> the old 
Oh, gosh. I mean, absolute back to the wall. Luna is the best. Luna! Oh, man. You know what? I respect your decision. You've chosen wisely. It's true. Wait a second. Did we just hear, like... No, it's genuinely so many people choose Luna. Like, so many people. There's, there's no coincidence. It's she's the best. She's the best. She's, <laughs> the, she's best. the best! She's the best! To be fair, have you looked at her other options? Hey, you know what? Barry punches best pony, I'll fight you. <laughs> I think Princess Cadence is pretty great, but... Uh, well, that's because you like rooting through the garbage for any simple scrap of morsel you can get for free. But speaking of terrible opinions... We're going to go on. Uh, we have a question actually from the chat already from a red yeah. robotic man who asks, why is it so hard to be better good and not fail? Log legs on ponies is dope and is my fetish among others. Okay, I'm going to like mine through that question for the meaning that I think is in there somewhere. So something that I've really struggled with, and every creative person struggles with, is that when you start out doing something new, you know what you want to produce, you know what you consider good, but your skills aren't there yet to be that good. And you have this horrible chasm where it's like, I know what's good, and what I'm making isn't it. And you just have to keep burning through that and forcing yourself to keep going even though you're like this is garbage so is that so is that and eventually you'll get to a point where you can put something out and go that actually is good and it's up to my standards but god fighting your way across that chasm really damn hard and it really is that's why it is so hard to be better good because your own worst enemy is your own sense of what's good or not yeah, I I don't know if you've experienced this as well, but we're I've experienced it and I've had a couple opinions on. It. I first turn out stuff left and right when I first started out, and then as I slowly got better and had more of a standards of what was right or wrong, I started being much more selective and now only publishing like maybe once every couple of months, and I feel that my drive is less has it's still the same, but it's just hmm. not as strong to just push everything out as before. I don't know if you've experienced that or not. Well, my problem, and this has been like a perennial problem my whole damn life, is just crippling perfectionism. You know? Like, no matter how many times I sit here and tell myself, there are Mm. plenty of horribly written published books, but there are no incredibly well-written, half-finished published books. You still have this, no, I can't continue with this piece because this is obviously garbage. I need to start over. I have, like, so many half-finished bits and pieces kicking around that, you know, you just couldn't find a way to persuade yourself it was going to be any good in the end. This comes back to just what I was just saying. It's that gap again. But for me, when I'm in a good place, like, things are going okay in the rest of my life, I can push past that hideous perfectionism, you know, talk to myself like a damn child sometimes, and just push forward. And, you know, sometimes you can't. You just kind of get stuck. 
Yeah. You're you're describing my constipation. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> as as bad as that sounds, it's actually kind it's actually like I have like four things I want to publish like right now, knowing that they're not perfect and trying to just write them to that standard is kind of keeping me from doing so. But so I totally get it. I don't know. I, I, I've hit a point with my writing. It's, sorry to keep injecting into this conversation. We should really move to the next question. But no, but no, when, no it, that's fine. when it comes to my writing, I, I hit this point where I realize that my work is probably never going to hit the standard that I want to reach for my own fiction. And if someone wants like help to like improve themselves, I can give them input on what they do or what they could do better. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to meet my own standard. So in some ways, I guess I've given up unless I want to take the story very seriously. And that's where I'm at right now with like long stories is like, I need to, I need to sit down, treat it super serious, have like five editors look over all of it. But then on other days, it's just like, a thousand words. There we go. It's on the site now. Whatever. I have the exact opposite problem. I want to just do a shit fic and be like, thousand words. Same. And, it... and, and then I start writing and I realize I can get out of this. And then I start doing that. And what was a thousand words is now like a hundred thousand words. And I'm just like, fuck. I didn't want it to be like this. <laughs> is there like some sort of word suppository we could take? Um, it's called shutting the fuck up. It's true. It's quite I mean, designated. No, Flamin is calling me out. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're that picture where we're, where we're holding hands triumphantly. That's us right there. Like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I will absolutely picture the flat. Like, don't play. Don't play. I will. All right, then you'll be, you'll be cracking an egg on top of the hands because I don't know why you do that, but you would. <laughs> I mean, well, oh, one of the pieces you mentioned, uh, intensive, intimate training. I started writing that as this. I asked a friend to give me a few prompts to see if anything sparked loose. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can do something with that. I'll write 2,000 words. It will be nothing but plotless porn, and it will be done, and then I will have achieved something. And then it was 17,000 words because I just can't stop. I can relate to that. Usually it's eating pizza, but I can relate to that. So I'm not the <laughs> only one who's writing an entire universe around Klopp? Oh, it's because you never get any in real life, Enigma. Yeah, exactly. You crack the code. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of crack code. code. <laughs> the Enigma code. Oh, my God. I can't believe that That's joke's great. never been made on here. Like, genuinely, I love it. Oh, I'm disappointed none of you used this before. Three and a half years of cast. No, it's been longer than that. Whatever. We're going out to the thread now. We got uh, some questions from, uh, gosh, Sire Nephis. Sire Nephis. Oh, I wish I knew the way to pronounce it. You know what? If we tried, that's all we can do. When we try it, it's uh, Sire Nephis. And if that's wrong, you know what? You didn't include uh, deciphering code for us to fuck off? We tried. The cipher code. Number one, what are the main influences and or inspirations for your stories and work? Well, I think that it comes mostly from two sources. 
One of them is the fact that I have just voraciously read books my entire life. I was practically raised by heaps of books and just sort of left to get on with things. The other is the fact that I am very much into the BDSM community. Hell yeah! So no, no, you're, you're in good company, if it helps, because I, I know it's an uncomfortable thing to admit. You are in very good company. You are loved. Please feel free to say what you want. If anyone talks shit about you, I'll tuck them the fuck up. King friendly place here. <laughs> well. Hansel walks around with a writing crop specifically for this I situation. fucking will, too. Like, don't even play. I will. Nice. I have the bruises to prove it. I believe this. Well. Something that I've noticed is that um, a couple of stories that I've gone, God, that they've really captured the emotion of a scene right there. And then I've talked to the authors afterwards. Then it said, oh, yeah, you know, I do this in real life. And I think it sort of shows through in the writing when someone has been in these situations and understands how it feels from the inside. Mm -hmm. So that's one side of it. Uh, the other side of it, yeah, the like specific writers that I really enjoy. Well, Ian M. Banks uh, is just fantastic. I love his culture series. I can't really keep up with his writing uh, in terms of, you know, I want to write like that. I can't. He's too good for me. But, you know, he's really good at setting up these emotional beats uh, giving that almost Greek tragedy sort of sense of impending doom where you can see that it's going to go wrong, but everyone's personality flaws and their strengths and their inherent natures are working together to bring it to that point and there's no way out. So that's amazing. Uh, he's written some really unethical protagonists. He's made some unlikable protagonists. And they've still been interesting and compelling to read. Or it's like um, oh, Stephen Donaldson has written this whole thing about some deeply, deeply terrible people. And I just can't bear them because uh, you can't empathize. So that's a tricky thing to do. Mm -hmm. uh, Asimov. I love Asimov's stuff. I tried yeah. to write like him for a while. Why would you try? No, no, no. Hold on. Why would you try to write like Isaac Asimov? Considering his style of sci-fi is so singular. And so it, it, it is the it is the in-depth Lord of the Rings of of science fiction. It is so in-depth. And one of the things I've been told repeatedly by published authors is never try to be Tolkien. <laughs> what, is, what, what inspired you to try to be like Asimov? Well, I've got it's not a conscious thing, but he was and possibly still is. My favorite author. And favorite Asimov. <laughs> favorite Asimov. <laughs> I like what he did. And no, 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 no. What, what, what was your favorite Asimov? Oh, tricky one. I know, right? Sorry, I, I love Asimov. So All I know about Asimov is the 10 laws of robotics. I will fight you! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, um, no, 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 no. Miss, Misty and I are on the same plane. Uh, she mm -hmm. and I were good. What is something that you find incredibly valuable in Asimov's writing? Because I have lots of things, and I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just trying to find out. Well, he has this knack for writing puzzles that actually have satisfying conclusions. He's incredibly world-building. He is absolutely garbage 
at making emotional characters. He doesn't ever seem to have met an emotion. Oh my God, you understand. Oh my God, you understand. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you understand Asimov. I love you for it. Oh my God, I love that you understand Asimov. Asimov's the rest of that movie about Pinocchio in the future, right? Robot you know, Pinocchio. you know. Pinocchio is so, if you've never read Pinocchio, please sit down, please read it. It'll fuck you up. The actual writing is really heartfelt. If you want to read Asimov and you want to read about good world building, you could pick no worse source. Like, uh, honestly, Asimov is an amazing world builder. I'm going to shut up now because you have a guest, but uh, our guest agrees with me, damn it! So, he it's wrote, okay. He wrote, he wrote to Electric Toaster's Dream of Sheep, right? That's not what he wrote! Oh my god! Okay, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine! It's fine! Okay, Enigma, did, did, uh, What? Did he not? No! <laughs> okay, okay, I'm fine. Uh, just fucking... losing a shit right here, right? Just FYI. Uh, no, no, let me back up. My apologies to our guest. Who wrote Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, my dear? Who wrote it, Enigma? I honestly don't know. I just love the name. Dick! 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 Wrote Do Androids Dream of death because people like Enigma think that okay it's fine it's it's fine no Philip K. Dick is an amazing writer I will back down Philip K. Dick is a fantastic writer he wrote amazing short stories especially like with drugs but if you think that fucking Asimov wrote do Andrew dream electric shape you're wrong and you need to learn things like you know basic thinking um I'm fine I'm stopping uh, I like Orson okay. Scott I am, Card. I think. Orson Scott Card is also great, as is Orson Welles. I'm going to breathe now. Please, someone take over so I don't kill Enigma. Number two. How have you <laughs> remained motivated to write over six years? Jesus, has it actually been six years? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Well, uh, three things have kept me going. One of them is that lifelong desire just to get to a point where I can think of myself as an author. You know, there's the constant ever-drifting dream of, oh, one day I'll have a book in a uh, in a bookshop and then I'll feel like I've made it. Uh, I began writing the main My Little Pony fic that I started on as a writing exercise and then it just got catastrophically out of hand. Uh, but I still think it's done a lot to improve my grasp of structure and character. Uh, the second reason is that I love these characters absolutely to pieces. And I want to keep telling their stories. I have, you know, like story beats and plot twists planned out like years in advance. And it's genuinely motivating just trying to push towards the point where I can actually write them down and put them in front of people and watch them react. And then, finally, there's the good old need for validation from internet strangers. The comments I get on my stories mean so much to me. Comment on my stories, damn it. And if it weren't for the, fact, if it weren't for the fact that so many people seem to be so invested in what I'm making, I'm not sure if I've got this part. Yeah, I, I too live off the endorphins I get whenever I get favorites or up, folks. 
I, I will admit that I do like the comments. The comments. In, thank you. Ah, uh, 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 yes. A person of culture. The comments are the drugs. Those are the real it's hard so, Look, I'm the first person to say that your comments shouldn't dictate how you feel about your story. But a good comment. That's just, oh, 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 I like that. But a comment is just like, hey, this meant something to me. It spoke to me in a certain way. Yeah, I'd be lying if it didn't punch me in the feels hard. Yeah. Dude, I've I've got I got like literally a drug high from how many of those I It's it's a dope like, I can't hit. It's just like fucking oh my god. Anyway. Arcade Striker JK5 is up next with some in-depth questions. Number one, what do you consider your favorite non-MLP franchise? Mm, tough one. With the franchises I'm interested in, it's usually I have this like shining vision of what they could be, and the franchise will pretty much universally fail to be that, but come close enough now and then to keep me strung along. So, like, Star Wars, it's a fun setting to roleplay in. I'm on, like, Star Wars The Old Republic periodically. Uh, Transformers, I've been on a couple of message board RP. Mass Effect, I loved the three up until the very, very end of the third one. And uh, I want them to make it an MMO, but uh, MMOs are kind of a dead genre. I can't help but notice you left out Andromeda, the greatest of the series. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, I legit built a computer with its recommended specs. Saw the reviews and that would just make me too sad. Hmm. I know uh, that feeling. By the way, thank you to an anonymous cheer for a hundred bits. Anyone else wants to donate bits, you can do it for free if you watch ads in the lower right hand corner. It's a little diamond. Click it and watch ads and tell us you love us. Blah 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 blah. Thank you so much, especially if you are a supporter of our. Lovely guest, Misty. Thank you so much. Next question is, have you ever done any fan-related content for uh, non-MLP franchises? Well, I did write a short story that was heavily Transformers-inspired, but I filed the serial numbers off so that I could get it done separately, and I put it into a couple of short story contests. It's placed, but not high enough to actually get so... Yeah, they'll get there eventually. Was it uh, Optimus Prime filling Megatron with his all spark? <laughs> please, please tell me you didn't say Optimus. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I'm here IRL, I'll hit you. Optimus Prime, the child of uh, Optimus and Arachnid. Oh, and pen- and pencil by all means. If you need me to hit Enigma, I'll. Oh, can I ask for no reason? Oh, hold on, hold on. Hey, Enigma, hey. Can you please pronounce your favorite flavor of red wine? Uh, Chianti? Please punch him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Please continue. Well, that's a terrible power you've handed this wonderfully crazy woman. (laughs) Aside from that, I did at one point write, and this might actually be a fandom even more embarrassing than My Little Pony, and I know that's hard. At one point, I wrote a piece for Sonic the Hedgehog universe, 
there's another franchise I'm interested in and yet so constantly disappointed by. And it was about Robotnik. When he's not a fat comic relief bad guy, there's some interesting stuff in there about you know, his motivations and thought processes and what drives him. Yeah, like why did he piss on the moon? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Snooping as usual, I see. So that's up on uh, fanfiction.net, Reflections and Echoes. But mostly my fanfic does go into Horseworth these days, since that's where my audience primarily is. I'm not going to lie, knowing your background with Klopp, and when you said Robotnik, for some reason in my head, I thought you wrote a story where he got swole, and it was like a lemon fic featuring <laughs> Robotnik. And then you're like, no, that would be terrible. That mustache ride, though. <laughs> oh, God, stop making me picture it. Oh, are you making picture things? Ooh, that's dangerous. I can hold up. We think. Um, what's a horrible thing? Okay, okay, okay. We're going to imagine a guy uh-huh. with his penis drenched in maple syrup with a moose trying to lick it off and feeling because it's using too much teeth, but there's a hockey player who thinks it's interesting who's taking snapshots at the moose with a hockey puck to try to make him stop, and the moose keeps moaning on occasion because it loves the maple syrup and, like, dripping pussy fluids from its pussy. That's the visual. Can we visualize that? Is, is, is this Canadian? Is, is this Canadian? Short of a pure Canadian... I'm thinking hockey. What the fuck do you want? I'm sorry. Can tell me you can't visualize that. You, a creative mind, Misty, can tell me you cannot visualize that. There is a corner of my mind that is seared black forever. Thank you. Thank you! Oh, I'm so glad I helped! <laughs> By the way, other other guy, why are you describing every Canadian's first time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Yes, moving <laughs> on! RK Stretchers, JK5's next question is, did you do it? How much did it cost? And did you use the online discount? I did it! It was incredibly hard, but I did it! It cost so damn much. And it'll keep costing so damn much for years to come! I must have missed the online discount. Hey, the online discount is you get all of this. For no charge. Speaking of all of this, we're <laughs> moving to the other other guy, which has... Oh, is it time? He has, he has things. I yes! Guess. I love... Okay, the other, other guy, let it be known that I adore oh, you and your horrifying Jesus. question. Please never stop. Oh, my God. The next question. Speaking <gasps> of visualization, it. it's yes. time for how does it make you feel? How does this picture that we posted in our chat make you feel? Tragically uncomfortable. Just tragically uncomfortable. I, I cannot pass it. This toaster dreams of electric dick. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just concerned that, you know, if she's doing that in public, it's a brave little toaster. Oh, fucking A. I love brave little toaster. How dare you? How absolutely dare you? And now we have Rainbow Dash and Brian from Family Guy. Jesus Christ. That's... 
Thank you, I think. Billions of years of human evolution led to this creation of this picture. Something like that, yeah. I mean, that's that's impressive, because these guys are completely non-human, but yet they've somehow managed to drop this image squarely into the bottom of the Uncanny Valley. Yes. It's true. Oh my gosh. Are you okay? Do you have any do you have any pending how does it make you feel? Because I'm ready to move to Hawthorne. Oh, oh, oh can I can I give a how does it make you feel? Yes. Okay, hold on. Like, um hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, It'll be not okay. Are you ready for it? Hit me. Are are you certain? I'm I'm asking for like genuine confirmation before I post the thing. I mean, do I get a safe word on this image? Just, just go. Um, if you want, I will choose one that I promise is safe for work. No, no, it's fine. This is how king consent works. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm 100% for it. Like, king consent. I will post gross things, but only if people say it's okay for me to post gross things. It's okay. totally fine. You have my vote. All right, also, okay. Um, and I'm home, so it's not like anyone cares. You order a check. Here you go. All right. Ooh, Lord, why, though? I yeah. It looks like an alternate thumbnail to Dot Moth Party. I, I chose one that was not super gross. Let it be known. It's it just definitely, it definitely looks hot, dignity, and inspired. That's yeah. the low end? Yeah, no, I want me to do worse. Oh, no. It's happening. Um. Oh, no. Um, I, I like our guests. I know our guests can handle some weird shit. I've, I've seen our guests' porn. I have experienced our guests' porn. Um, oh, no, guests. No, I have! Um, no. our guest writes damn good porn, and anyone who tells you otherwise is wrong. And I'll fight them. <laughs> no, I will! Um, if, if somebody says that what you do is wrong, let me know, and I'll fight you. Do I write good porn? No. Oh. <laughs> why? Why would you think that? Your porn is like super gross. Like, uh, oh, oh, my favorite! I get to use this. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to use this. I've, I've had this saved, and I've been like, hey, are you ready? My soul is fortified. Go. For okay. It. Good. Here you go. So. <laughs> Feel free to share that milk. Are are they like those uh, angler fishes that fuse together? No, 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 no. It's more like the thing. This makes me want to write. I have this because I want to write about it. I don't want to write, but I have this saved. And the fact that our, when our guest, when I was looking at our guest, I was like, oh man, our guest would totally not have been freaked out by this. It was enough where I was like, hell yeah. That's one of the reasons I chose our guest as. I'm my... almost certain. I'm okay. almost certain this is the last thing you see before you I, die. I can sort of picture what this is. Thank you. That looks like you started with, you know, like a tauntaun, like the tattooing yes. tauntaun. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 And then, you know, there's a like a parasite fish that actually crawls into the mouth um, of the fish. Yeah. And no. No. It's actually their tongue and becomes it's... the new tongue. It crawls into Maury um, Eel's mouth, especially. Continue. That's the jump. Well, it looks yeah. like like some sort of horse ghost has decided to try out a Korea. Here we go. Looks like we're yeah. doing this. Are you yeah. saying that Sandbar is their stand? 
No, Sandbar would not be standing in front of her going, Tears come from my eyes that it died. I'm sorry, like it wouldn't happen. So yeah, oh, I, I can no. actually conceptualize that one. There you go. I'm, I'm realizing the name doesn't understand that reference. No, I understood the reference, but you Enigma. didn't. Enigma, hold on. Um, I, I love our guests. Yet again, I love our guests. Misty, somebody recommended. Where did the term stand come from, Enigma? From JoJo. <laughs> Shut ow. Ow. I don't think actually he knows. Um, Enigma, do you actually know? It's okay if you don't. I just want to know. Are we talking about a different kind of stand? The term to stand, the, the term to stand somebody, where does it come from? To stand up? Oh. <laughs> there is no D at the end. Just like the amount of D you get in your life. Um, we will talk about it later, baby. It's not your fault. I appreciate you admitting that you are I'm uninformed. Confused. Also, Trig is a writer, Eminem sucks is incorrect. Fuck you, unless you think that both he and um, Machine Gun Kelly suck, in which case you're cool as long as you think they all suck. If you think Machine Gun Kelly is better than Eminem, you can suck my fat fucking dick. Um, let's go on to what the next question is, baby. Hawthorne Bunny is up next. Number one, if you could give aspiring erotica authors one piece of advice, what would it be? I mean, asking me to give just one entry is always going to slow me down, but okay. The main thing about writing erotic porn for me is you need to focus on the emotions that the participants are feeling. Like the, the slapping and groaning and spelling out phonetical sounds. That's not the fun part. Okay, it's kind of the fun part, but if you just describe the mechanics of it as though the author is a camera, then the reader just isn't involved. Sex is never just sex. It can be tinged with love or the thrill of doing something forbidden and cheating on someone or place or angry, resentful sex, but there's always something there. So now you've got, you know, not just being really turned on, but additional layers of emotion. But once you've got those emotions, then don't, don't just write. And also they were feeling this. So, you know, don't say they're feeling in love. Describe the way that makes them feel. So see if you can evoke the emotion without actually saying on the page which emotion you're trying to evoke. So, you know, they're feeling butterflies in the stomach, they're tingling on the skin, they're feeling giddy. All of this makes the reader feel the emotions that they're feeling, and that's how you pull them into the scene. So, yeah, I guess that's my one piece of it. But if I can keep going... Please, by all means. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Involve your surroundings. Find ways to remind the reader where you are. So, you know, like a breeze from an open window, banging the headboard against the wall, accidentally kicking an ornament over, laughing like idiots, hearing the sounds from outside during a quiet lull. Don't just fuck in the void. The void is not interesting. <laughs> Sorry, just the way you said it was wonderful. 
All right. Well, the next question that we have is, would you like to see Chrysalis reformed, or do you think she should stay evil? Evil. Absolutely evil. I mean, the way that you think of characters comes down to your own... Honest, but... The way I see her character, it just doesn't make sense for her to be redeemable. She views herself as the absolute ruler, by right, of a species which, again, she sees as superior to everything else. She has absolutely no use for empathy. She is a creature of rage and ego and superiority, and if you treat her kindly, she thinks she's tricking you. I mean, I've, as far as the main series, and perhaps I should have said this sooner, I've only finished up to the end of season six three seasons i have oh. not watched so i genuinely don't know if they but as far as i know they haven't redeemed her and i'm glad because you should have some unredeemable characters you shouldn't always have this idea that bad people will come around if you just give them enough time because some of them won't and shouldn't well said the next question that we have is what aspect of MLP would you like to see developed further in the show? And obviously with your knowledge up to season six, it, it, it's interesting because we almost get this sort of time capsule in a way of what you wish you could see in the show um, at your point of viewing. Hmm. All right, then I'll go straight for more LGBT, you goddamn. They've shown more. plenty of romantic relationships mere stallions, but somehow they've never got around to unambiguously just go, here's a couple of mares, they're in a relationship. Stallions, ditto. I know occasionally they hint at stuff, there's the whole Lyra Bonbon thing where if you read it's fairly obvious. That's just not the same thing. And the vast gender disparity seems to imply that if there isn't a massive amount of lesbianism going on in this setting, then most people just don't get to have partners. Well, I have a feeling that if you continue to watch the show, you will be pleased. So, without further ado, uh, next question is, who is your favorite character that wasn't in the show before Season 5? Mm-hmm. Well, that gives me a fairly short uh, window of opportunity, doesn't it? The two main ones I can think of that rocked up in Season 6 would be Starlight Glimmer and Ember. And of the two, Ember, I'm definitely more interested in. Ah, yes. Comrade in arms. So, there was a point where I was writing... Um, the sequel to Friendship is Mind Control. And I had Ember turn up. And at the point where I started writing from her point of view, I started feeling out a bunch of really interesting things about her. Like, as far as I can interpret, dragons have a comically individualistic society. They all hang out by themselves. They don't rely on each other. They don't need anything that they can't provide themselves. And then she rocks up in the middle of Canterlot, and, you know, there are hundreds and thousands of these ponies running around, cooking the food, cleaning the halls, guarding the walls. And to her, pony society looks 
like a hive of insects looks to us. You know, it's this creepy subservience of the self into this overall structure. So that kind of freaked her, and it was really interesting to get that perspective. So that's why I'm interested in her. I'm interested in her because of the lizard tits. <laughs> I mean, I totally did include the lizard tits. <laughs> I even had Twilight go, wait a minute. Why has she got mammalian features? She's a reptile. I need to write this down. Thank doesn't, you. Doesn't matter, had sex. No, that's, that isn't how you use that phrase. <laughs> That is not how the English language works. Doesn't matter, have tits. <laughs> Number five. So what does it take to impregnate an aliporn? Well, I've generally pictured them as pretty hard to get pregnant. I'm not sure if that's actually based on anything other than the fact they don't have hordes of children and children's descendants. I looked it up, and even Blue Blood is descended from, like, their mother's line and not from them directly. So, given that Shining Armor did manage it, well done. I guess an immense amount of love, a stallion that is capable of almost unbelievable amounts of endurance, because sex with a demigod is not going to be an easy ride, and just lots and lots and lots of trying. Actually, the correct answer is uh, a couple stallions and a shit ton of Canadian squirt guns. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna casually stroll on by. Cody, the ultimate brownie, who's now decking a brand new, sl I think the ninety nine percent sure the Slipknot uh, avatar, has a question: How does this image make thine self feel? And there's something wrong about this. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. It's absolutely adorable. Someone had this glorious, insane moment of inspiration. I did nightmare. It sort of looks like a dog, but also a duck, given how far back the mouth goes. It kind of looks like an SCP. I can picture that, yeah, yeah. I wrote one of those ones. All right. Wait, wait, hold on. Let's just, like, scroll back a little bit. You wrote an STP? Uh, yeah, just the one. It, um, let me see. Uh, let me look at the number. It was, like, ages and ages ago before it got to be so huge that they were really accessing and controlling so you know, at that point, they were just letting people submit any old garbage. Right. I, I'm aware that there was that period of time with the SCP Foundation. We act, There's actually numerous people on Fim Fiction that had uh, been able to brush up on their technical writing enough to submit those. I think, oh, God, I think it's Present Perfect that has three. I could Content. be wrong. I could be thinking of Sarcastic Brony. But please, uh, share it with us. Well, it's SCP-1191. And it sort of grazed being deleted and then won several times. And in the end, it survived, which I was happy about. But whew, it was a lot of work. And then in the end, I just kind of backed off. And SCP-91. Which one's that one? You have to 1191. It would be this one. 
Yeah, that's it. Wonderful. Well, I'll have to take a moment to, to read it more in depth. Wonderful. Huh. I can't the wait to read it. gone. That's surprising. Now then, uh, let's head over to Gara, the author, who has a few questions for you. Number one, why, did, why is mind control your kink of choice? Hello, possible question. Uh, in a way, I can answer that. That is, like, way, way down there at the very foundation of that whole side of my personality. Like, even before I knew what sexual interest was, that was in there. Children's cartoons have a really surprising amount of mind control in there. Uh-huh. It does synergize nicely with a whole load of other stuff, degradation, dominance, and submission. But trying to figure out how I got interested in the first place is kind of like trying to remember the first time someone said your birth name. It's just in there. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Oh, next question. But I've got to ask, as far as the mind control stuff, um, mm-hmm. this is, this is something that I feel the need to point out because it's something that, as somebody who has weird fetishes, this is something you understand is a fetish outside of reality, and that's important to to, to stress as somebody who is in that that fetish, and I'm sure you understand this as well. What happens in reality is very different than what happens in the sexual fantasy. And I think that's important. And I think it's totally fine to fantasize about whatever you want to fantasize about as long as you draw that line. And I think your fix do that immaculately. And I wanted to point that out. Thank you. Yeah. One of we, the things I sorry, go on. We usually stick to the realistic stuff like hand holding and bicycle. Oh my god, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I sort of after the first couple of chapters, where I was just writing for the friendship is mind control, a lot of it is about having that ultimate power to get over every possible inconvenience in your own, how much you could restrain yourself from using it and how that might feel. But of course, it's all, again, fantasy, and that's important. It's okay to fantasize. It's okay to hmm. fantasize. There's no wrong way to fantasize. As Celestia says. It's just knowing that consent is important in the in the long run. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, one of the reasons I like your writing. Just saying. Now then, number anyway, two. Yeah. Which character was your favorite to awaken in FIMC? Friendship is mind, mind control. control. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Luna. I know, I know, Luna. She's still my favorite. But believe me when I say it's close. If the question was which one I enjoyed as Twilight's toy the most, that would be way harder. Celestia, as a difficult sub who keeps pushing back just for the joy of being crushed all over again, she's so much fun. Ember, voluntarily, barely able to believe she's doing this. Amazing. I'm going to need a link to that later. (laughs) (laughs) I came to love Trixie so much more just by writing and getting inside her head. Sakura was amazing. And the main six, so much fun. Applejack, probably my favorite of those. But huge digression aside, 
not only was it amazing to write Luna, so you know this magnificent, powerful, dignified princess being tilled into a mind-controlled sex toy, brackets, this is a fantasy consent, it's important. It also marked the first big reveal in the story. And the moment the plot train crashed through the wall into what had previously been lesbian pony Pokemon. Yeah, gotta catch them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I need some context here. The context is that you're not getting laid and nothing bad is happening and also you're having to stay closed and pretend to be a normal human against all odds so nothing is unusual. But I still become a Pokemon master, right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no be wish fulfillment, sure, honey. The shortest possible context is that Twilight accidentally discovers she's got herself and then starts getting into it to an unhealthy degree, and then starts collecting her friends, and then things really go off the rails. Okie dokes, makes sense. Well, speaking of wish fulfillment, we're halfway through the cast now. Just a little bit before, actually, but we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll take a very quick moment to talk about why we do the bar cast. Pencil, do you know how to make all your dreams come true? Well, you're close. The oh. real answer is a little bit of stardust to make all your wishes come true. Coincidentally, a little bit of stardust is the name of the horse that we support. At um, the wait, no, that's that's actually not accurate, Priesty Pie. We support a little bit. His little bit. He's he's not a little bit of cocaine. Yes. Yes. Anyway, I mean, he could use a little bit of cocaine. How do you support a little bit? Well, you have numbers of ways to support a little bit. You can check out the Farcast Patreon, where we accept donations and even give you special fancy Discord privileges for our Discord server to check out what we post during the cast. Uh, you can also uh, check out and watch our videos on YouTube, and when you watch ads, we get ad revenue from that. In addition, if you donate any bits during the stream chat, you are donating money straight to us, which goes straight to Red Wings Horse Sanctuary out in California. Where and you could, yes, no, the priest is absolutely right. And if you want to get bits without spending money, there's a little diamond in the lower right-hand corner of your screen. If you click that, you can watch ads and get bits for free. Donate to them to us. And if you are one of the top donors, we'll... Mention your name at the end of the stream. Again, all of those bits go directly to an actual horse. We do not use them for hookers to blow. We genuinely just put them there. That's all. It's true. So thank you so much for supporting us for all this time. We have some amazing interviews set up for 2020. And without further ado, Pencil, would you like to take the reins? No, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I will just because I like our guest. Hey, oh. Misty. Hey. So, are you ready to be interviewed by me? I promise I won't, like, hit on you too much. Well, that depends if you're going to show me that face on Pinkie Pie again. Mm. Let it be known. I like girls and boys. So, putting that out there. Anyway, so questions next, I believe, if I'm correct, are from Tetan. Please correct me if I'm wrong, chat, etc. Um, I'm not seeing anyone saying I am wrong, so let's move on to questions from Tetan. 
Sutton says, what is your favorite meal, snack, or food stuff that is super unhealthy, but so freaking delicious? Oh, okay. Well, my whole diet is just, just horrible. But if I had to pick one that I'm craving at the moment but can't have, it's these cheap jelly cherries that Tesco sells. There's like three packets for a pound. They are nothing but pure sugar and food coloring, and I could mainline them like heroin if I wasn't trying to hold the refined sugar out of my diet at the moment. Okay, so be clear. You are not in the United States. You don't need to say where, but you're not in the United States, right? No, I'm British. So if we wanted to get these cherries mainlined into our bloodstream, it would be near impossible. Quite likely. So what you're saying is we need to live vicariously through you, and you need to do this for all of us Americans. You can't do it. <laughs> I'm an enabler, damn it. Don't put things in my hands. I will enable the fuck out of you. Well, the next time I walk past them, I'll be like, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for all of you. Thank you. Yay. So can, you get Sign in. can you get laid on my behalf? Sure. Why not? You know what? You'll be the first. If you do something on Enigma's behalf and it involves sex, you'll be the first. So you know what? Give us a tip of the hat. We'll, we'll advertise. It'll be great. Oh, not um, Speaking of things that'll never happen, what is the biggest or weirdest fear that you have? Oh, man. Um, this is a real talk question. Are we okay with real talk? Um, to be fair, I'll be perfectly honest, we had someone tell us they have a recurring dream where they're trapped in a coffin and somebody lets wasps into their coffin through their hole. So we are very willing to get very real. So if it's something personal, that's fine. If it's something abstract, that's fine. Just let okay. us know what you're feeling. We're here. Well, the short answer is I'm transgender. Mm -hmm. And what held me back for like 10 solid years was the fear that if I started transitioning then I'd never be like convincingly feminine but at the same time I would have left the you know this what the hell is that kind of situation I've got a long way past that but it's still there and honestly that really still is my biggest fear um I'm, I'm going to step back from my usual bullshitterousness. Um, I'm a, I, I know that fear and flam and milk is here. But um, I'm going to tell all you boys to shut up for a second. Cool, guys? Good. They're not responding. I assume that means they're listening. Um, Misty, let me just say, um, in my eyes and the eyes of most women I know, you're a real woman. You're respected. You're loved. And no matter what you look like on the outside and no matter what you say, no matter what people may judge you for, you're accepted and you are adored and let no one tell you otherwise. And I can be real and say that for a hot minute because it's true. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Like, no, um, one woman to another. It's a legit struggle. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. We've got your back. And now all you boys can be shit. Okay, Enigma, Flam, Milk, go ahead and be shits. It's fine. Um, I know, you were a good boy. You were, no, I'm, I'm not yelling at everyone, okay? It's a bad day for me. Um, next question. 
Do you know about bagged milk? Do you know what bagged milk is and how that works? I do not even slightly. It's happening, guys. Boys, gentlemen. Education. Okay, um, okay, hold on. Um, so how is milk sold in stores where you live? Uh, huge plastic jugs of it? Okay. Um, I'm going to explain what happens in certain parts. Certain parts I'm clarifying. Um, of Canada. In Canada, they sell milk in bags. As in giant plastic bags. If you were to sell milk in a plastic bag, how do you think you would serve it out of that plastic bag? I put a screw top on it and very carefully pour it into a glass. That's very fair. Okay, but let me explain. Canadians, instead, they take a plastic jug. Now, one would think that it was a plastic pitcher. I got a better one milk. Shut up. (laughs) Um, um, One would think that the plastic jug, you pour the milk into the plastic jug, Mm-hmm. And then you pour it out of a plastic jug, right? Mm-hmm. No. In Canada, what they do is they take the bag, they put it in the jug unopened, snip the tip off of the plastic bag, and then they use the plastic bag to pour into glasses. And that is how they serve milk. There is a picture. Is this the point where we blame Canada? Yes! How does this make you feel? Angry and vengeful. Thank you. Thank you. That's how I feel about Canada and the world, too. I love Canada. I really do. But what the fuck? Um, on the note of things that are awful, <laughs> what would you say is your one annoying habit? Yeah, I saw this question coming up, so I went and asked my partner. Because, Ooh. you know, that's the way to do it. But uh, just one is kind of ambitious. Okay, so... The one that she mentioned is that I have this terrible tendency to start talking to people when I'm halfway through a train of thought as though they know exactly what I'm talking about. So I just ask, so what do you think about, and, you know, say something with wildly insufficient context. Could you start the conversation again, but aloud? (laughs) Girl, I feel you. Um, But that being said, did they catch on? Did they catch on? Oh, yeah, usually. Okay, well, that's the important thing, and that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that. And the other one, which you might get if you ask the building at work, is the fact I whistle really loudly in the corridors, <gasps> up and down the stairwells. You can okay. hear me, like, throughout the no, whole no, no, damn no, no, building. No, 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 no explanation. You have to explain it by example. Um, hmm. Holy shit. I mean, I'm, impressive. I'm, I'm, looking to impressive. Mil- I'm looking to Milk and I'm looking to Flam because Milk does music and Flam understands shit posting. So like... Can you, can you whistle Duel of the Fates? Holy crap. <laughs> right now um is that did you say that's your annoying habit well a lot of people comment on it and most of it's oh is that such and such tune i'm like yes 
brackets, obviously they hate me because. Okay, anyone who tells you that's an annoying habit, go to hell. Um, <laughs> on, on the note of things that will send you to hell, what is the theme song of your sex life? The first theme song for Attack on Titan. I think you need to whistle that. I mean, I'm trying to... Really hard. You can do it, I believe in you. series. That's you mean Mecha Batman in Japan? I do mean Mecha Batman in Japan. Thank you. I saw him more as Mecha, that guy from the Ace Attorney series. No, are you kidding me? If you... Mm, mm, mm. Sorry, somebody who's a big fan of Batman, the comic book of Batman, they made a series you need to learn. I will stop and I'll back up. I'm, there's, I'm going to describe this in vague terms. be able to get it in it, but I don't want to spoil things. In the last episode, there's one character doing a voiceover, narrative. and you're like, oh no, you've known what's going on this entire time. You've actually had it written down, what's going on this time, you know everything. And that reveal that this information was in the setting the entire time, with attention to it, that's a beautiful moment. And that's one of the things that I sort of circle back to when I ask myself how to do these big reveals well, it's by sneaking them into the setting long before you need them and then pulling them out at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. So, big O, yes, that's one. <laughs> uh, Girls and Panzer, that's amazingly cute. I've watched that several times. Looks aggressively at Flam. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I still keep stumbling upon the fact that they were singles like every fucking year or so, like once a year now, and or once every six months, and I still need to get caught up on those. But hmm. good lord, it's fantastic. I have so many questions about this. What the hell is going on? Oh, Flam will tell you, and I'll t- okay. Actually, what's going on in the series, or like in general? I'm willing to tell a story about Flam right now if he's willing to be embarrassed. If our guest is willing to be okay with that, dude, you dude, go for it. Okay, a guest, are you welcome to such things? Absolutely, hit me. Um, so I have been in Texas recently for a funeral, and we were out there, and we had trouble figuring shit out. And um, because there was a photograph we've discovered of a relative we didn't know, and we contacted Flam, and I was like, Flam, it's something World War II related. Please figure it out. And they figured it out in like an hour, and everybody was like, holy shit. There was like six people there trying to figure it out, going, holy fuck. And I was like, oh, yeah, man. Flam introduced me to like so many things. He introduced me to this and that, world related. And I said, he introduced me just me to this metal band. 
which does songs about World War One, World War Two battles. Sabaton, Sabaton. Yeah, and these war, these these war veterans were like, what is this? And I was like, hold the fuck on. And so I brought up a song called Attack of the Dead Men. And I'm talking Vietnam War vets sitting there just weeping openly around a fire, drinking their asses off, like, being like, this is the best man tell your friend he's the well, best thing! Well, what, what you should have done to those Vietnam is that they have this called Into the Fire, which is about the Vietnam War. No, no, dude, these boys, like, again, I see boys because they're guys. Um, and they looked up to me, like, drunk with their ass, and, like, one of them, I will never forget, be like, I brought a parrot after the war, and it started to say things to me, kept saying lines that, like, my drill sergeant said to me. And then he got, like, 90-mile stare, and he said in this very low voice, I left it out in the rain for a week once, and it didn't die. And then immediately went back to things like they were normal. I was like, okay, cool! So I gotta say, like, anytime someone's just like, so, let's talk about war media and anime shit, I'm like, okay! So, you're in the right situation to talk about Girls and Panthers, I'm saying. Okay, I mean, if we want to talk about... War in anime. Another thing I've watched recently is um, I've watched a couple of the Gundam series. Oh my! Oh, like, my sort of childhood. Like I remember, like being such wing on two Like they sort of sit for me in that spot where it's like I have an idea of what they could be, but they can. T- but recently, I watched Iron Blooded Orphans, and just good. God, you know? Sure. It's it's hardcore. And not what I was expecting. It's good, but good grief. I honestly have not seen that one. Uh, Are you honest? No, 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 no. Flam, it's you mega dark. If, if, you, if you trust me at all, it's not the best thing, but a lot of the sentiments are really thinly veiled allegories for what was felt during World War II. You need to see it. Sounds about right. Cool. Yeah. Anyway, um... On a note that is nothing related to what we said, hey guest, just how big is your porn stash? Middling, but carefully curated. Are you willing to give us a basic estimate of megabytes or gigabytes? Oh gosh. Well, at least some of it is. Not sure. That takes up. Because, you know. Computer security. Uh, how big is this? Mm-hmm. I am checking. I am legit checking. It's fine. No, I'm, we're just going to make Milk judge your size because that's what the gay man does, right, Milk? You are rude. I send you pictures of gay Pokemon, okay? You what? No, I do. I, I send Milk pictures of gay oh. Pokemon shit. Um, oh. If you don't know that. There you go. Outside of the encrypted volume gig kicking around, but I'm pretty sure there's more. <laughs> How much? Six gig that's not currently encrypted. Um, honestly, that's... <laughs> Encrypting your porn stash, implying you don't want the NSA to uh, see that. <laughs> implying you haven't named your NSA agent. Hi, Thomas. Mine's Franklin. Oh, yours Franklin? <laughs> Mine is Thomas. Mine is my dad, and I'll never meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he'll never come to get you. Sorry. 
Um, okay, I'm going to ask one more question. I'll turn it over to Flam for a moment. Um, next question is, who is your waifu or husbando? And why, objectively, are they shit? Any fandom, anything at all, what is it and why? You know, I, I've kind of answered this one already, but here you go. Una. Una's your husbando? Uh, she is my waifu. Mm -hmm. And, oh, God, why is she shit? Aside from she isn't. I guess it's because she sleeps all day. And then I'm like, oh, God, I'm so tired and it's time to go to bed. And she, Hello, I'm wide awake. I would like attention and snacks and head rubs. Fair. Let me cat. <laughs> Celestia and Twilight are up there, but Luna wins. Like, I know this is wildly divergent, but Celestia... As I've written her and, you know, as I've sort of got this mental template for her, I Sarah's never, like, fully giving herself to anyone in a relationship. She would always be, like, subtly pushing and testing you because it's just a habit that's gone on so long that she can't get out of it. I, I kind of see Celestia as the kind who acts more like a mother figure to you than a girl. Anime so mommy fetish. So me, fuck off. <laughs> um, I respect that, by the way. Um, hey, Flammenwerfer. Yes? Are you, fuck you. Are you willing to read the questions from Moostasm? Absolutely. Oh, wait, I need to match my profile picture. Yes, absolutely. My friends. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that. One of these things. <laughs> I love how you just got <laughs> No, one of these days we'll have to do the reading of... Um, Palpatine, I'd love if you could do the reading of these questions, please. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. Oh my god, I hate it. Oh my god. Yes. Oh my god, I hate it. Oh, please. Please just read the questions. Please just read the yes. questions. All right, next question's coming up from Moostasm. Next new year, new questions, same old. Questions, actually. Number one, equestria, vacation spot, or permanent residence? Well, gosh. Have you, for instance, read a headline in the last few, four years? Or, or looked out the window? Nope. I, I am go If I had the option, equestria. Right now, permanently, just done. Atta girl. Right, yo. Anthro equestria, because hands are really goddamn useful, but, you know. Given the current circumstances, if it's hooves, I'll take it. You have to wonder what equestrian porn is like. Like, is it all just... Um, I don't have to wonder. I've been on Derby Burrow. No, I mean, like, in a PG, in a PG world, when you, when you pick up a porn mag, is it just pictures of hand-holding? Um, hoof-holding, bitch. But yes. Right. Well, there you go. Number two. Cheeky timeline shenanigans. You must replace one piece of historical artwork to include paintings, statues, literature, videos, etc. with a piece of your own artwork. Your art will receive the same exposure as the replaced work, including public showings, readings, school assignments, being read in church, etc. What do you replace with what, and how has history changed as a result? Well... Out of all the things I've written, I do think that friendship is mind control. 
most complex and thematically interesting. So that. And if I have to replace something, Shakespeare. Absolutely. Holy let's, shit, let's why? That. Well, Romeo, Romeo, come at me, Romeo, I command you. Oh, come, come at me, Romeo. <laughs> I, I'm telling you to do so. You have no choice. Oh, yes. Sorry. I, I'm just imagining the, the onstage plays where they're all played by dudes. Okay, um, Enigma, sometime you and I are going to watch Stage Beauty. I adore you. I'm not even joking. Sometime you and I are going to watch Stage Beauty, my friend. I don't know what that is. It's, it's, um, it's a movie about the time of change when finally one of the kings said, hey, guys aren't allowed to play girl parts, and what the consequence of that was. It's a beautiful movie, and if you haven't seen it, straight or queer, you ought to see it. Okay. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's, what's it, how has history changed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, how has it changed? Well, well, the thing about Shakespeare is that up until around his era, the dominant form of media were stories where they weren't really about characters. They were about archetypes. Mm-hmm. You know, the good peasant, the noble lord, the corrupt lord, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They were about slots in society rather than individual. And, you know, Shakespeare wrote a lot of comical garbage full of dick jokes, and that's fine. But what he did do was make his stories about individuals with flaws that were specific to the person, not their role in society. So if you replace that, well, you're still going to get this sort of change from role-based storytelling to individual-based storytelling. Uh, but you'll get a whole different set of idioms creeping into the language uh, because you know, Shakespeare's language is everywhere. Uh, it would be my hope that if you had this story as part of your common culture that's absolutely full of lesbianism and you know, multiple people dating who just really care about it, Obviously, there are a lot of deeply questionable elements. Mm-hmm. On the optimistic side, I'd hope that the whole LGBT acceptance thing might have gone further at this point. It's just part of the conversation from the get-go. And the whole BDSM hypno side of it might be more like, uh, you sometimes see lesbianism in popular entertainment now. You just will throw that in because it's titillating but it's not quite unacceptable you know so a modern film is like oh sure they might have but it was totally unreal just for the voyeuristic gaze of the audience hey you know what most of fan fiction i would argue is for the voyeur just saying are you saying that most of fan fiction is for the voyeurs yes i am Anyway, plan better, please finish. Yes. Wow, that can't. God, fuck. Oh, never mind. Fuck. Okay, please. Sorry. Done. End. Number three. If you were the very model of. A- Do you know this line, uh, Flam? If you don't, I'll sing it. Oh, am I? Oh, Enigma's saying I'm cutting out because my mic is being shit. Enigma, right now. are you willing to sing this? Uh, sing what? I am the very model of a modern major general. I don't know the whole thing. 
I haven't been. Looks like you'll have to do it then, Pencil. Uh, if you were the very model of Major General, would you have information? Animal, vegetable, or mineral? <laughs> you know, I was like this close to singing a quarterly <gasps> update as the complete thing, and then they refused. Okay, I'm going to tell people to fuck off, and please sing to us this, because I have a song as well to this tune, and I want to hear yours. I never finished writing it. it, it <gasps> they didn't give me the information before. <sighs> Such a waste. Um, do you know the, ele- the periodic table of elements to this tune? Oh, God. Who did... Who has sung this? I know that. Um, no, I know Radcliffe sung the uh, the Tom Lehrer. Older. Winter. You played Mass Effect, yes. right? No, 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 no. Much, oh, yeah, yeah. much, much older than that. Older, you, older, older, older. Do you remember Morden's Morden's uh, scientist Salarian song? Yes. Yes, it's amazing. I there love him. Go. All right. Uh, well, now I have to show Enigma up again. Um, apologies to our guest. I'm going to do it because I'm drunk. So here, there we go. Are you are you prepped, folks? <clears throat> There's antimony, arsenic, aluminum, selenium, and hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, uranium, and nickel, neodymium, deuterium, uranium, and americium, ruthenium, uranium, rhodium, scotium, and lithium, and vanadium, and lanthanum, osmium, and iridium, and gold, protein, and idium, gallium, and iodine, and thorium, thulium, and thallium. I'll stop there for now, but yeah, no, like that's through the fire and the flames we carry on. That's that's how I memorize the table of elements. So. Except now we have to add an extra a whole... transitory No, no, there's a whole verse specifically about the weird ones. Hmm. And it's, it's frustrating like, because all the words don't yeah. fit into the rhythm. None of the words fit into the rhythm. Anyway, there was a question in there. Yes, there was! Which would you prefer? Um, would you prefer animal, vegetable, or mineral? Well, my partner is all about the animals. She loves every creature on the whole planet and wants all of them to live in our house. She, I thought you were going to say that your partner is a vegetable. Are you willing to hit on her gently for us at some point? Sure. Thank you. We've compromised on one snake. That's as much as I've been able to hold it back. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's an amazing statement. Um, I want to ask, but I don't want to ask because I feel like that's random. But if it's not, oh man! Now we have a uh, a ball python. <laughs> he is the cutest boy. Oh, what's his name? Oh my god, I love pythons. Snicket. Oh my god! Sorry, I, I'm very fond of snakes, so. But I tend to address him as Commodore Snicket. Oh my god! Okay. Oh, I, I want a garter snake so bad, and they're very you know, they're a very affordable one. I want to get one. So, hmm. so yeah, um, she's all about the animals. Vegetables can generally fuck off unless. So I guess I'm down to mineral. Oh shit! Well, there you go. Shout um, out to metamorphic sedimentary and igneous. Woo! That's that's because you rock hard, baby. Anyway, <laughs> um, enigma. Sweetheart, doll, darling. Are you willing to read Alex's question? No, wait. This is what I need. Hey, Enigma, can you read Alex's question in your best British accent? Uh, yeah, sure. My... <gasps> well, I mean, my I'm excited. Favorite. I'm excited. I don't have it on here. Well, oh, oh, you need the thing. Okay, I guess. Yeah. 
Alex, I'm sorry. I winter missed you guys last week. What's your favorite fruit? <laughs> Cheerio. I want to do it next. Yes, both of you change off, please. I think it's Granny Smith apples. They're just really okay. nice and acidic, and they have a not the like most exciting thing ever, but yeah. I'll give you a Granny Smith apple, baby. Anyway, continue. <laughs> we're, switch- we're switching off, right? Yeah, right. yeah, I do, I do. Right, right. Testing, testing, testing. Oh, right. Very good, then. Um, number two, oh, on, a scale of, <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 20, how high are your hopes for 2020? That's terrible, I realize. It is. Okay. On a personal level, like... 17 or so. Things are good. Things are getting better. I had a really good Christmas and things are just accelerating in the correct direction. On a planetary scale like three. Uh, Also fair. Also fair. All right, Enigma. What'd you know, chap? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it hurts. Um, what do you know? Uh, not as much as you think you know, because you think you know things right up until you try to mind. Uh, I know quite a lot of, like, foundational scientific knowledge. Given the slightest goddamn chance, I will explain it to people. I have, like, cornered people at parties and been like, hey, let's talk about such and such, and, like, half an hour later, build a reactor. Uh, okay, Plato. Uh, Jesus. It's. it's oh, excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. I misspoke. Okay, Socrates. <laughs> but I am like t- genuinely terrible at history, and um, it's okay. Socrates is the one who said, "I know nothing except that I know nothing." So. Hmm. Well, there you go. It's you know he, the Dunning Kruger just updated that. Modern day. He was the oh, guy yeah. in Hogan's Hero who said he knows nothing? Okay, stop. Um, Enigma, stop. Flam. Alright, next question then. <clears throat> Number four, high or low? Oh my god! I will go with high, because I'm six foot four. She's so high, Join good then, cheerio! And I wore five-inch heels to the company party. High above me, so lovely. Sorry, go on. All right. What's the worst thing you've ever had in your crumpet? Oh, my God, what? Oh, my God. Really fantastic there. Of all the the things... That's what you think it is. No, of all the things you could have done, Enigma, I'm very ashamed that this is how you chose to live your life and this is how you chose to proceed. Verily so. Chalk one up high five up there, Joel chap. Of course. I, I, I'm sorry, Alex. I'm terribly sorry for what you've gone through. Uh, I'm genuinely not sure what answer. They're not the same. I have to ask, um, are you willing to give us an attempt at American accent, just any American accent, as American as you could be? Oh, no. I, 
if I'm around people for any length of time, I back. But I have. Oh, no, 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 no. I tried to do it on purpose. I just drift all no, over no, the no. place. Here, 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 here's the thing. Don't stress. I'll give you something to say. This is something that we do with everybody, and they're all terrible at it. Don't worry. Can you see? Can you say? I'd love to buy that, ma'am. I'd love to buy that, ma'am. Actually, that was pretty good. That wasn't that even, actually like, sounded great. Like, no, no, no. Like genuinely, most people go super Texan. That was impressive. I'm, I'm going to give you like a fist bump for that. Good job. Bunk. Um, moving on. Um, short skirts and explosions. Who might be voiced to recognize skirts? Asks what doth life. Hello, the meme I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to answer that one relatively straight. And as people who read my stuff are aware, straight is not a thing regular. <laughs> uh, you are a gloriously unlikely envelope of calcium surfing the furthest edge of the bell curve. Life doesn't have a meaning beyond those you create for yourself. You can't live every day like it's your last because that's dumb advice and people need to, you know, work and make money so they can eat and have a house. And even if you were wildly financially secure Sunday, done with the world, hot chocolate, maybe Netflix. What doth life? As long as you're happy and you're not harming anyone else. Fuck it. That's enough. Fuck. Yes. Okay. No. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. What a weirdly specific fortune cookie. <laughs> um, we're going to go on the third wheel, but fuck yeah. Third wheel asks, oh, tell the horse popcorn story. I absolutely can't. That um, story is way too obscene for this podcast. Whoa, 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 roll back. No, 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 no. Whatever you think is too obscene, keep in mind that we've told stories. I've told stories about my period. Um, priest told stories about literally shitting and accidentally wiping it on a dog. Like, we could, bro. Um, we are the place, if nowhere else, that you can share a story of something super obscene. If you are not comfortable, that's cool. We will never pressure you to do so. But please know that nothing is too obscene for this podcast. Feel free to tell. And if you want, I will 100% do some mutually assured destruction and tell something obscene. I will tell you guys later what it was. Hey, that's all I want. Fuck you, chat. That's all I want to know. Um, in that case, um, here's the horse popcorn story. Once upon a time, there was a horse, and um, Misty gave it some popcorn, and it ate some popcorn, and it was a happy horse. The end. Deal? End? Oh. Done? There once, there once was a horse named Gustavo. It died. The end. There was a horse named Gustavo who ate popcorn up his assholo. He died he died on a farm. It caused great harm to the farmer who wanted him as a bordello. That's fantastic. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a bad human. I'm sorry. The first version of there was a horse named Gustavo. He died of <laughs> Hemingway. <laughs> Hemingway wrote that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, hey, um, Enigma, are you willing to read the next questions by Erebus Cantalia? Sure. 
Contigion, excuse me. Uh, Chianti? Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) What chaos gods do you worship? If so, which one inspired, which one whispers in your ear? Keep in mind, we do not talk about religion on this podcast. And if you do get into religion, I will interrupt you and start screaming obscenities. It's, it's, a, it's a video game thing. It's like a Warhammer. Letting it know. Fair enough. Well, hmm. I suppose I'm sort of vaguely split between two of them. So I'm all about technological advance. You know, basically the fact that human nature is broken and can't be fixed, so we need to innovate our way out of our before we destroy everything. So that's sort of zinch. And then there's, you know, the wildly perverted side of my life, so that's more slanesh. So slanesh? Ooh. It sounds like you're shipping them. Why not? <laughs> Wouldn't you? Mm. Yes, that. There you go. That, that's where we're at. God is a woman. Sorry. Anyway, we're going to move on before I do some stupid Enigma next. Oh, I want to hear Enigma try to say this next name. And I, Enigma, I will give you all the head pass and brownie points. You do realize I read, I read love. I don't give a shit. If you say this name right, I will give you all the head pats and brownie points. If Nyar Lefatep were to ask you. Oh, no, you were so close. If Nya Lefotep. Oh, no! Oh, no! You were genuinely close. I'm going to let it go. It's fine. It's fine. If if Joe Mama were to ask you to join him, what do? That was sexy noise. Okay, what did did you put for? Let me know. Okay, so, um, tricky one. I guess, close. Like, close my eyes, cover my ears, run like hell, and hope really hard for the, like, tenth of a percent chance that he just wanders off for inscrutable old god reasons beyond the can of mortals, rather than just mm, squashes me. There is literally never a good time to say yes to a Lovecraftian eldritch deity. To be fair, Nyarlathotep is not the worst god you could say yes to. Yeah. But I respect that. And you should be concerned if an old god has a dependence <laughs> on you. Yeah. Yeah, Dagon, just saying. Um, number three. Just goes a second. On. I need to cough a lot. Go, no, go right ahead. I said yeah, Dagon. I understand coughing is necessary. Um, okay, Enigma. I'm going to give you one more chance. How do you say that name? Let me look at it. You can do it. I believe in you. Nyar la tho tep. Try to say this one word. I'm giving you a chance. Nyar la tho tep. No. I I appreciate it. Um, That's abysmal. A a pretty key thing. Assume that every name involving sea gods that comes from Lovecraft is meant to be said... Was not sound like no, 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 to sound like you are drowning while you were saying it. You may think I'm full of shit, but I'm genuinely serious. I'm aware. Try to sound like you're gagging on water as you say it, and it'll make sense. Fine. <laughs> Closer, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> no, let, me, let me try. Is it? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm not lying. I was close. Um, all right. Um, what's hey 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 Flam? Say the next question. The next question you say. Yeah. So next. So let's see. Number Muggany. three, right? Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Mugany. <clears throat> Penis. Penis. Not my favorite. I think. <clears throat> I think of myself as a lesbian, but I suppose I'm very gently bi. Every so often, there's some guy I'll talk to. Not totally against it. But in general, I'm attracted to most women and, like, three guys. Definitely lean towards boobs rather than ass, which does stack the deck quite a lot. I am exactly the polar opposite of you. I love the booty. I, I will be weirdly aggressive about guy ass. But that being said, there are, like, four or five girls. And I was like, yeah, I would absolutely have no hesitation. Like, if Grace Jones kept, like, hey, look at my pussy. I'd like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> be that. The old god slime. Oh, no, absolutely true. Um, oh, you know what? I know who the next question is for, and I'm going to twist an arm because I can, because I never get to. Hey, milk. No, milk. Now, I'm having, I came back from a funeral, Milk. Milk? 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 No, no, I will not ask, Milk, you don't have to ask the question. All you have to do is sing a song poorly, vocally, so people can hear you, make sure you press to talk. Just say, in a sing-a-song manner, it's time for questions with Vylon, and I'll do the rest. Please do. Otherwise, I'll cry, and I actually will because I can do that any second Looking. right now. I will, I will do it. No milk, I will cry. Do it. Please, <laughs> just do it. It's time for questions with Bylon. I can't even do the voice. I'm sorry. Can Can you like try to do a little girl voice? Because I'm just curious. Even if it's like one word, I'll lay off. I, do I, it, I, do I, it. Do it, please. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. It's time for questions with Vylon! <laughs> <laughs> everything I wanted. I don't even care my friend died. Like, thank you. Um, I do, actually. But Vylon, Vylon asks, Hey, how, how are you today? That's so adorable. Mm. Wait, is that still lighting up? good like the whole day i've been like oh man this thing is coming up and yeah i've been slightly nervous about it but this is good yeah. like i was fractionally better a minute ago before we are shit lords. My lungs, but... we are shit lords and we love you for also being a shit lord it's one of the reasons i asked for you on <laughs> um there are questions for jammer next oh this is gonna be a more in-depth one what is it like to write are there any tips or tricks or things that you wish you knew when you started that you can pass along that people will actually try to listen to, but they won't because they're newbies and they think they knew better than everyone and they think they can reinvent the wheel? Honestly, what it's like to write depends so wildly day by day. 
like sometimes I can just sit down and be like, oh, 500 words, half an hour. Done. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, there's like a nice conversational bit. You don't really need to think. You can just let the characters bounce off each other and build the dialogue as they go along. That's fantastic. Then there are other days where it's like chipping each word individually out mm -hmm. of stone with your fingernails. Mm -hmm. And I'm there for like three and a half hours and I'm still only 300 just, oh, my God, I will die. Girl, I feel you hard, yeah. So, highly variable. When it goes well, it's an amazing feeling. And when it doesn't, it's exhausting. I understand. But things I wish I'd known when I started. Might I suggest the whole concept of writing for someone else is not useful? Hmm. If somebody says you should write it this way, yeah, have a don't commenter. do that. Yeah. <clears throat> like my biggest piece of advice is ignore all advice as long as you feel like you're getting somewhere, doing things your way. But what I wish I could go back and tell myself was stop trying to do big things right off the bat. And, you know, spending ages doing world building and building plots ahead of time. Start with small things that you can just throw yourself into and feel them out as you go along. Um, <clears throat> fucking yeah, by the way, as a professional writer, hell fucking yeah. I, I can't aggressively agree with this enough. This is great advice. And uh, you guys will all know that I have argued against some of our guests in the past, but fuck yeah, this, please. Something that I have occasionally, I know that some film directors approach this is like write out a number of just scenes in the smallest possible thing. Like, yes, be like, that would be cool. That would be yeah. cool. And then the each time, scene roll. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just, sort of write the connective tissue as you go. If you come up with new cool things as you go, cool, write it. Don't, you know, move on to the next thing. Keep going. But if you reach the end of something, you're like, well, now what? Then you go back to your list of bullet points and be like, okay, move on. Oh, yeah, yeah no, just no, no. Aggressively. momentum. Aggressively, fuck yeah. Aggressively, fuck yeah. The other thing that, how to put this, I sort of knew this, but I didn't believe it at the level where I would actually do it. So if I could go back and just like convince myself of early on, it would be just keep moving forward. Even if what you wrote yesterday is hot garbage, you can fix it later. Keep moving forward. Even if you're like, I don't like the way this is going, and you just change so that what you're writing today is a complete non-sequitur from what you wrote before and it doesn't make sense, doesn't matter. You can come back and, you know, smooth that transition. Just move forward until you've reached something that is a whole piece and then you can turn it into something that makes sense. That is my problem that I tell people to do and I don't actually do it myself. Um, no. No, Fl Flam, you underestimate yourself and honestly, this is something I scream at people. This is great advice. Oh, no, that's, that, this is fantastic advice, but what she means, I totally agree. I have the 
the fucking mic. I have the overwhelming urge to literally just make every sentence perfect right then and there, so I don't ever have to go back and look at it again. And I have to say, no, mo, go, mo, move on, just get it done, get it done, go back to it later, get it done, get it done, get it done. It's a struggle. Through, we have to get through the list of questions, but I'm going to comment on something that Jerry, who is a well-published author, told me when we were working together. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know what, some of the times you're going to write shit. But you know what happens to write shit? You take shit, you plant it, you learn from it, you grow from it. When you mm. plant shit, as long as you're eating the right things, as long as you're consuming the right media, corn comes out of that. And then I, I laugh. He's like, no, no, hear me out. Corn grows from shit that's well fed. The corn grows from corn. You get food. You feed yourself and you learn and then you plant better corn. And it becomes a cycle of slowly doing better planting the better things and feeding on the better things. And that's how you do. But you also have to accept that in order to do this, you have to plant shit first. Mm. It has to be garbage before it's corn. So the moral of the story is to cut out the middleman and just eat shit? Um, Enigma, uh, no, no, let's let's back up and be honest for a second. Enigma, true or false? Mm. When I edited your work, I talked mad shit to you. You Mad you highlighted the entire thing, and in one comment, and in all caps, you said, do not breed. I said, do not procreate, <laughs> but yes. Um, but then, in a later work, what did I say? You've given back my right to breed. I said, hell yeah. My words exactly, hell yeah. Because you need to grow. You need to plant shit first. But also, you can't be afraid of somebody calling it out and saying it's shit. It's okay to write shit. It's okay to some, for somebody to tell you, hey, you know what? You wrote shit! It doesn't mean you're a bad person. Your writing is not your children. Your writing is not you. If you wrote shit, it means you have a spot to grow from. It means you have a starting point. And our guest here, Minty, uh, Minty, excuse me, Misty, makes a very good point, an amazing point, that you have to try first. And that's one of the most valuable things any writer can hear. So fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Mr. Let me grab a sentence that you just said and cling on to it. Writing is you. Oh boy, I, I understand that, but I need to believe it because mm-hmm. it's still very hard making that distinction. Mm-hmm. It's hard. No, it's hard. It's hard defining yourself separate from your work. And that's important to any line of work. And I, I mean that firmly, and I think you've said that very well. And I think your work shows that very well. Um, that being said, if you want, I'm ready to move on to something that's super rude. Are you ready? Hit me. Hey, do you know what thing pone is? I do not. I'm so excited. I get to introduce it. Um, if you look behind the counter. That's Thing Pony. If you've heard John Carpenter's The Thing, it's a pony made out of John Carpenter's The Thing. So the question is, would you hug this? Would you kiss it goodnight? Would you tell it everything's gonna be all right? And would you stick your peener or clit in it? Okie dokie. <laughs> so that's a thing literally yes yes right uh i need to 
I may need to circle back for a second and... If you know uh, about The Thing by John Carpenter, it'll explain a lot more. If you don't... Oh, yeah, cool, I do yeah. know the... It's a cool film. And uh, the prequel that they did, that was so nice little... Oh, my God! So you are actually in the know. Okay, would you stick your peener in The Thing if it was Pony? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Great noise. Great noise. I mean, the answer is no. The other <laughs> things where it's like... I'd have to see if I could figure out the thing pony's intention mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. maybe the inherent cute, sweet friendliness of pony might overcome the inherent things, thinginess. Uh, but there has to come a point where you stop. That point is inserting edible matter into it. Um, the open chest cramping on after the check of the, um, you know, AED machine. I understand. Um, yeah, no I wanna, one is I, ever I, going to forget that, that saw it when no. they were young. I, I saw I, it I, when I was young. I will I never forget. I want to linger here, but I can't because we've got a couple more questions to go in like 10 minutes. And we've got a question. We got questions from one of your followers, and I want to get to those especially. And one of them is by Pilgrim. And Pilgrim asks, well, I certainly love how you write heartfelt diabolical smut. This is a great question for me, too. I especially love your more humor-driven stories. Do you find it easier to write smut or comedy? Writing the two is different. Yes. So, like, I find it easier to write. When I'm writing comedy, I can write short pieces without any preparation, just this free-flowing dance from scene to scene, joke. I wrote uh, Twilight Takes Responsibility uh, in one day on an endless chain of planes and buses and bullshit as I was trying to get to Scotland. And I consider that to be perhaps my funniest little bit of comedic work. With the smut, it needs more framework because smut can't exist in the same way that a joke all by itself. You need a situation and you need emotional content to make it more than slap, slap, oh, baby, oh, baby. So <laughs> Sorry. it needs more efforts to make it satisfying. So those pieces tend to be longer and they need to be a bit more thought out. But once you've got that foundation of a situation on emotional content, it's, it's easier to keep it up for much longer. Oh, yeah. -dum no, I, I don't know. I, I agree. I agree. Um, um, no, plan. Oh no! Yeah, I was just saying, I absolutely agree. I've tried writing. I've tried writing porn for the sake of. It feels like a lot is missing. Like a huge chunk of it is just missing, and that's why I tend to not. I tended to back off of one shots, even though I hypocritically have one coming out soon. Hey. But uh, but um, no, and that's why I bake like, clop scenes into like my two hundred thousand word. Shit, because I just feel it needs all the lead up. No, that's that's true. Like Flame and I feel similar. Um, Flame and I are old fashioned romantics in a really lewd sense. Flame and I both agree that the best sex is sex where there is an emotional attachment and a history behind it that makes the sex mm -hmm. meaningful. Exactly. And that's not necessarily cool for someone who just wants a quick roll in the hay. 
And there's nothing wrong with that either. Oh, but I totally oh no. Yeah, like a, a, right a, a, quick, a quick nut is, is necessary sometimes. And <laughs> I there, are some know, great, yeah. there are some great porn fix on the site right now that do that job <laughs> just fine. <laughs> Um, I can say quantics in the comics. <laughs> are you guys yes. saying? Push, push. <laughs> are you guys saying that there's nothing romantic about a complete stranger opening a jar of peanut butter, which leads to banging? Um, I'm you mean the jar of pickles? Enigma, if you have a girl that's putting a pickle up your ass, you might want to ask yourself how you got there. Hi, I'm. This is pickle prick. <laughs> oh my god! I love it. Um, I need to stop because we have like five minutes. I mean, you get first. Um, and I want to help. Um, what is your greatest? We're gonna go quick soon. What is your greatest comedy influence? When it comes to what I've absorbed through reading, I think it's Terry Pratchett. <gasps> oh my God! Really? What, what, what book? What so book? What book? What book? What book? My absolute favorite Terry yeah. Pratchett. Yeah. It has to be small gods. It's just smoldering with rage. You know, beautifully articulated. Not choosing Hogfather, absolute trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> I take it back, actually. Um, not my favorite Terry Pratchett, either Hogfather isn't, but um, I, I respect that. I genuinely do. Hog... <laughs> Terry Pratchett and his world building is underrated. And especially in his lesser known works, his world building is superb. And I respect your choice. Genuinely. Sorry, where did Hogfather come in? Was that your favorite? Yes. No, 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 no. It's just, it's probably his most well-known work among non-Terry Pratchett fans. Because oh. everyone knows oh. that. Okay, so aside from books... Uh, I like Eddie Izzard. I've only heard a few pieces, but I also like John Mulaney. They're storytellers, you know? They just build these little contexts, and then they pull some really startling humor out of them. Those are great. And for ones which aren't quite influenced, they are like beautiful diagrams of my sense of humor. Megamind and the Emperor's New Groove, both of them are just absolutely on the nose for I love Megamind you. is so underrated. I love you so much. Megamind is subversively <laughs> underrated. Oh my like, god, you're so good. Uh, I, just, I, just, I have like four minutes. Okay, um, the Mystery Muffin wants to know what advice you have to write a good hypnosis story. Fuck, that's four minutes in and of itself. Um, we'll be quick. Uh... Uh, tough question. I know, right? Ironically, do the exact thing I can't do, which is take your time and, mm. you know, build your visualization. Don't just, like, deeper, deeper, deeper done. Like, wow. draw something out that has relevance to their history, a place that they will feel safe. Use the visualization. I respect that. No, um, honestly, I have yet to find something which I missed just said that I disagree with. I agree with this too. Um, Trigger's a writer, who I think is in the chat, asks, I've been trying to get hypnotized for 65 plus years. Keep it up, my friend. Um, but it just won't work. What can I do to make it happen? Well, that's... I mean, man, it's possible that your urgency towards trying to is the thing that's holding you back. Like, in the end, 
it's about not paying attention to your own thoughts so mm-hmm. that they just kind of drift away from you, like staring out the window as you're driving somewhere. I think perhaps you'd have more success genuinely mm-hmm. if you were just in a car with someone that you trusted or on a train, just staring at the landscape, not really listening to what you were hearing, and just stop paying attention to the world, little by little. Yet again, I agree. If you're interested in hypnosis, I would look up Internet Hypnosis Files. They do verbal hypnosis um, that has to do with cadence of the voice. I highly recommend that. But again, if you're super eager, like uh, Misty Hero says, you need to learn to dial it back and let go. If you can't let go, you can't be hypnotized. I've been physically hypnotized before on stage. It was hilarious. I backhanded somebody in the fucking face. <laughs> uh, I, I actually did. Um, I but I had. There's footage. Um, a good friend of mine, no less. Uh, it, it, it's all about letting go. Now, um, given there's like one minute left, we're going to do lightning round. Are you ready for lightning round? I am ready. Woo! We're going to do Chattis the Bomb on Fart. Here we go. Ready to go. Star Wars or no? Yes, absolutely. Favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, Rogue One. Oh, great choice, honey. Okay, video games. Yes or no? Yes. Favorite video game? Still probably Mass Effect. Oh, sexy. Uh, again, sorry, not going to hit on you. Whew! Anyway, do you have a favorite dad joke? Too long, too much time, move on. Um, here, quick, quick dad joke. What do you call four Mexicans in quicksand? What do you call four Mexicans in quicksand? Cuatro Cinco! <laughs> <laughs> That's my dad's favorite joke. Um... What's your favorite um, joke? No, what's your favorite color? Excuse me, what's your favorite color? Uh, dark blue. Great. What do you even dubstep? I do not even dubstep. Great. What is your favorite may-may? Quick question. What is a may-may? Meme. Oh, right. Duh. Um... Like the entirety of the subreddit, the cat dimension. No, you're good. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm up to speed. You're right. Um, how, this is perfect. How do you feel? Cat burbs or fish burbs? Fish burbs. Ooh. I'm sure Milk will disagree with you as he is a cat burb person. Oh, wait. Both are equally wait, I completely misunderstood that and I was very angry. I like Griffin's better. Ooh, there we go. And how are you having a nice stream? Yes, very much. Well, too bad, because it's not an end! Woo! Um, we have reached the end of our stream. We did it just in time. And also, thank you to our guests for figuring out that we had to move along. I know that's not always easy. Um, on that note... Um, we've been the Barcast. If you'd like to donate to us or our charity, you can do so with the diamond on the lower right-hand corner of the screen, or you can do it through our website. Alex, post the website, intern! Um, you can do that there through our Patreon. We really appreciate it. You'll get extra perks. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Um, next week, we'll have another wonderful guest, possibly not as wonderful, because I actually really like Mister. Um, <laughs> what's our guest next week, Milk? This is your job. Um, sex, sexual, sexuals. Next week, guest. 
Sexual. We're having sexual for next week. Cool. Ooh. All right. Um, uh, Misty, or is there anything finally you'd like to say to our guests in the last few minutes? Thank you so much for having me. It's just been so much goddamn fun. I feel the same way, actually. Anyway, um, before I get all sexy, uh, thank you for tuning in. This has been the Barcast. Please tune in next week. Uh, this has been your bar- bartenders this evening, a non-pencil, enigmatic otaku. And that's when I learned my toilet paper was too thick. Oof, gross. Flam! Flam and fire. Notice the saber. Ooh, ooh, what's this? <laughs> <laughs> Meg snipe slash milk. Fucking, I don't even know what to do after that. I don't know. And our guest this evening has been the one and only Winter Mist. Mist, where can they follow you? Oh man, I'm not even on any of the things. I have a Discord and I'm on Fin Fiction. That's it. Follow them on Fin Fiction. You can find some of their stories on the Barcast group. You'll see their stories in our guests folder either way um thank you for tuning in i've had a great time and yeah love you guys actually hey you please die in a fire bye